Welcome to The Unfiltered Musician, where we give you all the tea on life as a musician and how to navigate the industry. This is episode number 26, how to get your first gig today. Welcome back to another episode of The Unfiltered Musician. We are your hosts, Vanessa Perret and Ryan Mancini. And today we are giving you a mini boot camp on how you are going to book your first gig today. Mini boot camp. Yes. If we were to start out in another city today, these are the things that we would do in order to make money this day, today, mm-hmm. tonight. Okay. So thank you if you're joining us again as a frequent listener. And if you're new here, you're in for a treat. Vanessa, start us off with a weekly check in. Things are good. It's the first week of spring. Felt really nice outside. So I went for a few walks. Very necessary. Get that vitamin D. We'll also be getting a lot more vitamin D in a few months. We just booked a trip to the Dominican Republic randomly. Mm-hmm. It, it, it pays when your mom is a travel agent and she is your travel agent. <laughs> and so we called her and said, hey, we kind of want to go somewhere warmer because <laughs> it'll be kind of warm in May. But I definitely wanted more tropical so she booked us the D- Dominican Republic within 24 hours. Yeah. So now we're going to the DR. Pulling that trigger real fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you already mentioned all the things that kind of happened in my week, too. That was the exciting <laughs> parts. Because he will also be going to Punta Cana. I will be going there. Not if, just me. If you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aside from that, just running some new ads, making some new content. Uh a big win for me is over 400 content ideas in three hours. If you're interested in figuring out how you can do that for you and your musician pages and other pages that you run, let me know. I totally got you there. And I'll tell you the ways that you can reach out at the end of the podcast if you stick around that long. But let's jump, in, let's jump into our topic, which is how to get a gig today. Your first one. This is really geared towards people that have never booked one before. They're completely new to an area, so they don't have connections. People who are starting on a fresh slate. Or maybe if things haven't really been working out well for you. I know even kind of coming out of the thick of the pandemic, it's a it's been a little tough for the arts and the music industry and especially kind of getting your feet back on the ground and, and getting back into venues who are now opening up their music again. So maybe these are some new ideas that you can add to your arsenal of things that you do to try and get gigs. Right. Sometimes needing to reset, reevaluate where you are, and try a new thing is super helpful. So hopefully you find some success in this as well, even if you are a little more advanced. So our first topic, the first step you would need to take is to determine what your niche is. Now, that might seem like, oh, wait, wait, that has nothing to do with actually booking the gig. It has everything to do with booking the gig. It's like the prep Yes, you have to you have to prep for all these things. Mm, you got to get all the ingredients before you make the meal. Right, you can't you can't make a cake out of air. That's that's not I realistic. <laughs> I mean, that would be really great. That would take up a lot less time. But you have to deser- determine what is your niche. What kind of music do you play? What is something special that you bring to your performance and your shows? For example, let's say I was an R&B singer. That's what I do. How do I do it? Maybe I use karaoke tracks. I am a one-person performer. I use my karaoke tracks. I plug in my speaker, and it's just me. I bring my equipment. That's my offer right there. Done. Finished. Now, 
you said you have a couple examples of other people who have some better niches. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it really all goes down to understanding your identity and how you're going to really sell it to who you need to sell it to. And I do have a few examples. For example, well, I mean, our band in particular, mm-hmm. our band is called Down to Funk. And even on our Instagram, because I have to read from there because it's one of the captions. But we put, we are down to funk, your favorite New England-based cover band. We're a group of individual musicians that have united to get you grooving and moving on a dance floor. And it is true. All of us, him and I, his brothers, if we also ask other people to come in and sub, we're kind of more of a general business band. So, of course, we, we do focus on R&B and funk and soul. But recently a gig that we have coming up, we asked them what songs would you like in there? Because we could give you this kind of set list or we could give you this kind of set list. And they said they wanted kind of more, it was the earth day theme show that we've mentioned a few weeks ago, but they wanted more songs pertaining to the elements. So we did that. But of course we added some earth, wind and fire, maybe even some Carol King things that say rain or mountains, (laughs) anything to do with the earth. And we are we feel like we're confident enough and versatile enough to switch up our set list and be able to ask venues what would you like and we'll learn it and it also goes into how much more we might need to charge to make a new set list and stuff like that but we know we're confident in our abilities to be able to change that set list and say that we offer that sort of situation but right and that's just that's just us uh, you can't be everything to everyone yeah you could decide hey i'm only a wedding singer or me and my band, we only write originals and perform originals. That's okay, too. You're going to have some venues that don't want that. Those are the ones that you just don't gig at. Mm. And that's fine. You can give up some venues in order to play at the ones that really want something like that you have. But one other example of a band that we saw last year, there's a venue in downtown Hartford called Arch Street Tavern. And we've seen some really cool bands there. Sometimes they'll have 80s themed nights and pop punk and other stuff. And within the last year, we saw a band called Jelly. And my my father was visiting from Tennessee and we all love music in my family. We love going out. Of course, they're in Tennessee. They're going to have music everywhere they go. So I was like, oh, I've got to really make sure that this is like good entertainment for him from what he's used to just walking into like a McDonald's and someone's playing an acoustic set. I mean, true story. They were in mm-hmm. um, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. They had like a guitarist in Chick-fil-A in his hometown. It's crazy. And so I was like, this has to be good, really good caliber. So I looked up Art Street Tavern and the band that they had. And the band's name was Jelly. And I was like, that's interesting. (laughs) But then I read into it more. And just their bio. I mean, Chef's Kiss on the bio. They wrote, take a mixture of rock, soul, jazz, and funk. Shake well. Add a liberal dose of jam band improvisation and adventurousness. Serve to an audience ready to party. I feel like that's great. <laughs> they definitely paid someone to write that. Those words are amazing. It's so good. And you're like, ooh, I'm intrigued. And they were awesome. I mean, they did have all of that rock, soul, jazz. There was so much fused together. And you had one, maybe probably the band leader, it seemed like. He was playing like four different instruments. Yeah, he went from like a flute solo to saxophone to mostly playing piano. And he was singing. the lead singer. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. It was nuts. You're like, what, what else is he going to bring out? Then he brings out the flute. And I'm like, what? <laughs> right, so figure out your identity what makes you special why should people hire you especially if you're speaking to a lot of business owners Mm. they really want to know are you going to make them money so 
show up with everything you, that you have to the table. Yeah. It's um, like selling a product. You have to be passionate in the product and and convince others of the same passion that you have and why they should have that passion too. And so you really should understand your identity so that you can sell it, just like how Jelly wrote their their description. And they also say they say bombastic funk. That's like their other mini description. And you're like, what the heck? And I mean, there's a very loose definition of bombastic, but it makes you curious. You're like, what's bombastic funk? That's what got me initially. I just found out that other bio they had was the full one they have on Mm. like their Facebook. But all I saw was bombastic funk. And even my dad was like, let's go. (laughs) Like, this is it. This is the thing. And Jelly did not disappoint. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And the more that you get to these gigs, the more you'll refine what you have to offer. But this is your prep work. This is where you need to start. Figure out what you can offer. That way you know what to say when you're on the phone or you're in front of a, a new person, which leads us into the next topic. You want to make your presence known in your community. Say I moved from Connecticut now. I'm in a completely new place. Let's say Denver, Colorado. Okay? Ooh. And that's, that's my area that I service with my music. Now, in Denver, I'm going to want to go on Facebook Look at the communities there. Look for business owner communities. Look for local job boards. Look for local gig boards. There's so many different places that you can put yourself. Community boards where people just talk about what's happening in Denver, what's cool, what events are happening. That's usually where people are going to be posting about live music opportunities anyways. So that's where you can offer yourself a nice quick photo of you with your instrument, you with your band, you performing if you have done it before. But I know we're also trying to gear this towards someone who's never gigged before. So have a picture of you performing. Or if you really want to try to, you can have a stock photo. <laughs> but I, I don't really <laughs> recommend that because people want to see you and what you do. Uh, so even just taking a nice photo with a photographer or a friend that has a nice camera or your own phone, like, our smartphones are pretty strong these days. So mm. grab something like that, post that. In the description, you say, hey, I'm a new musician to the area. Is anyone looking for blah, 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 whatever it is that you offer? Or looking for places to gig. What places do you have in mind? People are going to feel compelled to just help you out because that's just the nature of how people work in their area. It's like, oh, my God, a new a new person or I'm excited. Like, what, what, where can they, where can I find them? I'll, I'll send them to the places that I go. And so they'll literally tell you in the comments where you should go. You might make connections right then and there of like, hey, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you posted. We actually just had a musician drop out from a gig. Can you do blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah date? Mm-hmm. And boom, there you go. That's one gig already just by posting on Facebook. Yeah, community presence is huge, whether it's online, especially Facebook. You and I are part of so many Facebook groups so many. in like, different f- like states. Like 40, 50, not just like yeah. four or five. <laughs> there are some that are global, some that are state-specific or regional. And it's so cool to see even we have one. I forgot exactly what it's called, but you can also message us too if you're looking for some of these. But there are some that talk about cruise contracts and yes. looking for, they even say Constantly. like specifically looking for a duo or a duo that does this or a band that does this. And they're offering stuff all around the world. And they have just like a short little bio, like month, two month long contract pays this much and what ex- exactly they're looking for. So it's really cool. It's quick. And then you message them right away. I've seen 
people get those gigs all the time on, on those specific pages. So that's really cool. And even just physically going to places and making your presence known. Like for example, we had a friend, a dear friend of mine from college and he is a amazing drummer. We went to school together. He lives in New York city and he just told me that he had been following this punk band for quite a while. He went to a lot of their shows and they have a pretty big presence in New York city and kind of the surrounding area. And they started to recognize him at shows and he would always go up to them at the end, chat with them. They knew he was a drummer. And recently they just asked him to be on an album. And I think a gig too, that they have coming up. And so that just goes to show too, when people see you, they recognize you, they start to trust you. You can mention, Hey, if you ever need a sub for, for guitar, for drums or what have you, I'm your guy or I'm your person. And it came to fruition, which was really cool. And he really, really liked this band. So it's like a little mini dream come true for him right now. (laughs) So that was really cool to see, but it works. It really does work. People want to know who you are and connect with you. And if they trust you and they hadn't even heard him play, thankfully he's an, he's an amazing musician, but they didn't even hear him play. And then they were just like, yeah, can you be on this gig? He's like, sure. (laughs) Exactly. Just getting yourself out there. So people know you. People don't want to work so hard to find a replacement. They want to immediately f- connect with someone that they know. They're, they're not posting on job boards because that costs money. They're posting in these Facebook groups. They're talking to people in person. The, having business cards actually do does help. Mm-hmm. People want to be able to contact you. So you got to give them a way to do it. And speaking of showing up to places, mm-hmm. that's another main topic that we have on this. Go to the places. The places that you want gigs, physically show up to them. Not on like a crazy night, like maybe 8 p.m. on a Friday. Probably don't do that. But maybe right as they're opening up the bar, maybe the manager's not as tied up with a bunch of stuff in the moment that he or, or they might be on that Friday evening. But catch them at a slow time. And say, hey, I'm so-and-so, I play this kind of music, make sure you have that niche, that sort of identity, that description that is kind of eye-catching to somebody, making sure that you can convince them like, oh yeah, they belong here in my in my space. I think that they would vibe really well. But go in person. And I think you've had experiences with this before. Yeah, actually, yes. I would take a whole day, a whole Saturday, and I would take my car to all these different places, and I would walk in the same way you would if you were trying to apply for a job. And you find the owners, especially if they're restaurants, bars, and stuff like that, during the day when they're not opened for breakfast or early lunch, that's when you can catch them. They're starting to get ready for the day. They have some downtime, so they can focus on you. They can focus on this conversation. Actually showing up and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm looking to gig in this area, and I'm wondering if you need any live music. Sometimes you'll have better luck at the places that already have live music. So this is your other homework besides Facebook groups. Go on Google. Look for live music in my area. Live music, Denver, Colorado. You're going to find the places that host them. You might even have a website that says, these are all the top 30 spots to find live music in your area. Those are the places you ask first because they already understand the value of having music during their dining experience, during their party experience, whatever. Now, you can also reach out to other places where you personally feel it'd be great if they had live music as well. And they don't currently have anybody. So you can create a whole new market for yourself. It's all about 
this the selling yourself. This is why you need to do the prep work of this is who I am, this is what I offer, this is why it's gonna help you. They wanna know is this two hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, a thousand dollars going to be worth it for me? Am I really going to get more people coming in? That's what they wanna know. So you gotta be able to deliver on that promise and also be able to sell it to them. Be confident in yourself saying, this is what I know I can do for you. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great. Let me come on by. And then you work out the details. It has it has worked out very well for me. Uh, specifically, another way, and this is like a little bonus topic, is the cold calling. I know we did an episode before many weeks ago about it. And that's not like a, a hot topic of something people want to do. But finding these venues instead of driving all over the place and calling them is also super help, super helpful. You can hit up more places than you would driving because it's less commute time. I highly recommend do not email these people. Their email boxes are not important to them most of the time. <laughs> they usually care about, are people going to be coming in tonight? Do I have enough food? Do I have enough drinks? Is there enough stuff behind, behind the bar? Are people showing up to their shift? That's why we also show up in person. And so it's like, oh, we caught you in the middle of something. Now we can speak to you face to face. Showing up in person is definitely a surefire way to get someone's attention because someone can hide behind an email or claim they never saw it. Right. And calling, if you're not there, they can just hang up the phone and walk away. It's a little harder and a little more awkward to just walk away from someone. Yeah. So not to say you're cornering them, but... It is no, definitely an you easy... Are. <laughs> you are, and you should. Just less harsh. <laughs> if you want to get your first gig, yeah, you got to be a little aggressive. If you really want it, that's that's how you do it. Yeah, and it definitely helps to have that content and that prep beforehand. There really is prep that leads into going to these places and making sure you're ready to give them the stuff that they're looking for and you're not wasting their time or you're not coming off as amateur. And... You know, even even just filming yourself while you're practicing or like any any little jam sessions that you have, that's content you can show if it's good. And sometimes you got to take the freebies over in the beginning. Not a bad thing yes. to take freebies, but you can go to open mic nights. There's a lot of even jam sessions around our area that we get invited to all the time. And you never know what's going to happen, but it's just everyone playing together. And it's just a really fun vibe. And a lot of the time, especially some some bars and in places that have contacted us, they say, if you come to our, our open mic night, mm -hmm. I'd really love to hear how you sound. And that's their time. Not only is it like a free event where people come up and mo more often than not, they're really good musicians that show up to these open mic nights or sometimes even karaoke, but it's also their time to scout out the talent in the area. And a lot of the time I see managers, owners approaching those artists saying, if you ever want to gig here, let me know. I really like your sound. Right. So that's like their open audition, essentially, that they do themselves, gets them free talent, gets people in the door because it's entertainment. But you can also show up to these things that are already created and then also get content of you in a gig setting. And you can show that to other people, too. Like, oh, yeah, they've played in places before. Like, this looks good. So getting that free content, too, sometimes it can be a bother. But it's important to have that stuff at the ready to show people. Exactly. Got to make those connections as quickly as you can because it will lead to the next gig. But these are a few of the things that we would do if we had to start completely over with no connections in a new area. 
Hopefully you found this helpful, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Unfiltered Musician. And if you liked this episode, give us a like, subscribe, hit that notification bell to see our other musical content. Yes, and message us with suggestions about what you want to hear about next at unfilteredmusician.podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, or email us at unfilteredmusician at gmail.com. We are here for you, and see you next Sunday. Happy gigging! Peace!